Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. There we go. We're live. 26 seconds in. I've been live for this long? <laughs> oh, man. I got to get a new director. <laughs> shout out to you, Sandy. Are we ready to get this uh, past the Mic podcast going? Big shout out to my man, DJ LS in the building. What's up, buddy? How are you doing, sir? Are you ready to get this thing going? It started weird, but uh, I want to see where this ends. This is going to be really Let's interesting. Let's get it. This is going to be really interesting. Sandy, why don't we hit him with that intro? Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, pass the mic. This thing on. From Miami to the world, it's past the Mic Podcast. With special guests each and every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And now, your host for Pass the Mic, Eddie Cheech. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Pass the Mic Podcast. I hope you guys are ready to have some fun. If you haven't done so already, make sure you check us out on YouTube. It is uh, The best way to find it is Pass the Mic Podcast. You're going to type that in on there. Or you could follow the link that we have on PTMP Live. And uh, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, a big round of applause for the one, the only DJ LS. Yeah. Tremendo intro. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Uh, amazing, man. Amazing. It was pouring outside and you it, didn't open the door for me. I did open the door. Don't you lie. I even Lysoled you before <laughs> you did. came in. <laughs> you scared me. <laughs> I have to give you a little Lysol. Yeah, I thought it was in an episode of E.T. I cleared you of your spirits. Yeah. You, <laughs> your you evil spirits. And the good ones. And you know how it was burning in your eyes? That's because you're wicked. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. What a welcome. Let's do this. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, DJ LS. LS, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, man? Tell everybody um, what you do, what you're up to, and uh, catch us up. Uh, you can call me DJ LS, or you can call me by my real name, Juan takes one to know one <laughs> yeah i got gotcha. you i love it i'm gonna count every time somebody laughs and i use that That's joke amazing. um been a dj for almost uh going for about 15 years now um work on power 96 entertainment director of the clevelander hotel and all its properties and um also part of sound level it's been an Ooh. honor to be a part of uh, the sound level team amazing. we've done several events for several years and um still going strong and a husband, a very uh, proud and uh, lucky man, and uh, Shana Alt. Sub Boo, how right. you doing? Well, that concludes our podcast. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> and uh, I had to represent. Born in Colombia and Yay! raised in South Florida, so I brought out the the jersey today to represent. Woo! So un saludo especial a toda la gente colombiana, and thank you for tuning in. So what's up? What's up, man? Oh, look at that. We got the sound effects. Don't okay. get me started because I'm going to start using them all. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get this thing going. Let's get this thing popping. Uh, first things first, as soon as we came in, you know, obviously we're going to catch up and talk to each other about some things. And the first thing that you tell me, I have to do it. I have to start the episode with this, bro. This, this is like, not the first thing I told this you. Is, this, is a, <laughs> this, is, this, this is the first thing that we sat down and no, talked about. No, the correct explanation is we sat at the mics and these mics are so nice that you can hear literally... <laughs> As the drop. saliva in my mouth makes noises, <laughs> at which point I told you it sounds like this thing called ASMR videos, where people literally have high definition mics and record every single sound 
as they do some kind of activity. Okay. And you didn't know anything about it. And I no. opened up your world to a trend that is on YouTube and throughout the nation and Lord knows where else. But it is a very, very weird thing. All right. So it's called ASMR. Yes. And what did it stand for? Did you still have that up? I looked it up on my phone and here is the definition I found. A feeling of well-being combined with a tingling sensation in the scalp and down the back of the neck as experienced by oh. some people in response to a specific gentle stimulus. I definitely got a, a, stingling, a, a tingling feeling down my back of my and neck. And it's often a particular sound. All right. So let me just give you the, the, the preliminary of what's happening here. So basically you go on YouTube and you type in ASMR videos, right? That's Alpha Sierra Mike Romeo. Okay, for those of you that need that spelling, all right, ASMR. And basically, here's what happens. People grab these high-fidelity mics, crank them all the way up, and then they make all these different weird noises, right? So here's, a, here's an extra special one. Can I get a disclaimer? <laughs> Go ahead. This, this is it. not something I do. This is I saw one video one time, <laughs> and it came up, and Eddie has been thrown back. By and this. This is amazing. I never even knew this existed. So I'm so sorry to all those. 955,000 <laughs> views on this one video alone. <clears throat> and there's like a whole series of this thing going on. There's all right. sorts of It's stuff. got 15,000 likes and 878 dislikes. <laughs> I'm about to make this 879. I promise. Oh, <laughs> okay, here we go. All right. So without further ado, we didn't get to, we, we weren't able to prep it to put it to, for you guys to see. But you'll be able to hear this, and I'll, and I'll walk you through. So basically, uh, this lady has um, a bottle of seltzer, orange seltzer soda, that she's going to pour into a cup. It's painful. Not that one. It sounds a little satisfying. <laughs> Is this a Sprite commercial? <laughs> so she's pouring the cup, and it's got visual effects. It's beautiful. And now she's drinking it. Oh, there's that tingling sensation on the back of my neck. Sorry to our director and producer, Sandy, that you have to endure this. So now she's squeezing a lemon onto cooked lobster. And she's going to devour this. All right, so th these are the sounds that she makes. Here we go. Anything tingling yet? <laughs> not yet. You know, I have. I, oh my! Goodness. I have a thing with people being able to hear people eat. Like it drives me nuts. It drives you nuts. Okay, yeah. I thought. All right, this is going to be by far the least tuned-in podcast episode you're gonna ever have. <laughs> or the most. I mean, nine hundred and fifty-five thousand views. That's no. enough. That's enough. I yeah. can't. I can't deal with that. Whoever anymore. was streaming us live just I gave deal. up. I can't deal. I can't deal with that no more. That is crazy. It's ridiculous. What are you trying to press? This one's Anger? broken. No, it's working. You, you just pressed it like fifty million times. I'm just gonna stop that because that that just sounded really bad really quickly. <laughs> oh man, ladies and gentlemen, that is ASMR. That is ridiculous, bro. Yeah, no. So it's like supposed to be this audio thing that helps you fall asleep. I would literally have nightmares. 
I, hey, I, I literally just had a nightmare right now. That's why there's so much variety in the world, man. So anything you think someone doesn't like, somewhere, somewhere in this world, somebody likes it. Likes what, even though it might be crazy or whatever. All right, let's get into these hot topics, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, for those of you just tuning in, I am with the one and only DJ LS. Clevelander, Miami DJ, I mean, the man, the man with the plan, Power 96, the works. <laughs> this guy is like all over the place. I love this guy. He's amazing, man. Colombian extraordinaire. Well, all right. I'll take that. Here we go. I'll take that. All right. Real crate organizing for DJs. Discuss more and the details about crate organizing. So let me, let me, um, let me tell you what happened here. Uh, the other day I was on a, another podcast or another show and um, and the guy was like, hey, we have the the ultimate crate hacking tool to organize your music. It is going to be the ultimate. You got to watch this sales pitch, sales pitch, sales pitch. So 3000 plus DJs signed up to this to watch what they called crate hackers. <clears throat> and basically what it was was. Um, one of the guys came on there. He's, you know, he's got a lot of experience in DJing. He's got a lot of experience in the radio. And he said, look, you know, one of the biggest things is in order to be able to DJ quickly, in order to be able to find your music without getting what they call quote unquote Serato face, which is looking at your screen <laughs> yeah. while you're trying to find the next song, um, organizing your crates is really important, which we do understand. And we, and, and we, we all should have organized crates. I've seen a lot of guys have like, you know, their hip hop crate, their pop crate, um, their Spanish crate, their reggaeton crate, et cetera, et cetera. And then they'll have subfolders within those. Um, what do you think about this? How do you, how do you organize your crate? Um, I don't think there's an exact science. I think everybody's organizational um, uh, frame of mind works so differently. Okay. Uh, one thing I have come to learn is it's a never-ending uh, task. It's a never-ending commitment Whoosh. to... Because because you're always adding music. So as you add, as you add, as you add, it's like a desk. The more cluttered it is, it's harder to find a file. Absolutely. And um, some of us are guilty. I'm guilty of it. I, I go sometimes so long that I know where the song is at, but I don't have it categorized. And when I don't have it categorized, the moment you need a song, that's when you can't remember where it's at or the name or, or the anything. edit. And that's when you get that Serato face and it's happened to me and and, and you want to play it like it's, it's oh, you're itching to play you know because that it, it fits perfectly. That's the song. That's the edit. And you will find every other song that you've been looking for, except for the one that you really want. And uh, that all comes with the organization. Every time I, I freshly renovate and, and, and reorganize things and recategorize and, and get rid of the stuff that you're really not using. You, my sets, they become way smoother. I achieve a uh, way more fluid uh, experience. But when I don't, it, it's obvious. And you can tell that I, I, I feel more chopped up. I feel like I, I'm not hitting the points that I know I could hit. And I feel like I'm not delivering. So it, it's been a task, a, a lifetime so uh, discipline. So what's your uh, what's your go to? What's I mean, how do you how do you have your crates organized? So I've gone through very different phases. I've always tried different things, but one of what I do is I download into a folder because I use an external hard drive. Okay. And that folder is categorized by that month. And then uh, I put the month in the year, and then I have all these other folders that are categorized in genres. Then there's categorized in genres and certain energy levels. So there's their party for the 90s, party for the 80s, and there's easy listening. Then there's the country folders. Then there's the the rock folders with the classics with the okay traditional with the 
and uh, each reggae, one has an energy commercial. level too. Yeah, so I, I've tried to, and sometimes I've realized that if you break it up too much, you spend a lot of time doing that, and then in the end, it doesn't allow you to quickly get to it. So. Okay. Um, I think it's been a process of evolution for me and 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 i gotta do it again and um i gotta reorganize things because i feel every time you do you know where it's at and also it helps you find edits that you didn't even know you had oh man it's like scrubbing through and finding that file that you're like oh my god how many tracks do you think you have oh i i have a two terabyte solid state uh hard drive and that's uh, we're talking what three hundred thousand three hundred thousand songs beyond that maybe okay. 300,000 to it was funny because they were like oh my gosh you have like 23 33 60,000 songs that's way too much like I I chimed in I was like I have 800 and something thousand songs yeah <laughs> you know but in in our field in the way we play in the in the way we do corporate events you do clubs you do a kid's birthday party you do right. a wedding um our our uh spectrum is our so uh, large that we have to have some of those files. Some, uh, most of them you probably won't ever DJ with. You might be one time that you use it, but that one file can be the one file your corporate client wanted. And that was their biggest the argument. Like, why do you need to have so many songs? Yada yada yada. Now, I didn't agree with that part, right? So I, I was I was in a big disagreement with that. Uh, shout out, by the way, to DJ Rainier in the house. Big shout out to you, Rainier, buddy. Rainier, what's up, brother? Uh, he said uh, he loves the ASMR videos. He especially likes the one with the Indian head massage ones and the chiropractor ones. Well, he would because he doesn't have any hair. He's just. <laughs> It's a big weirdo. Rainier, what's up, man? It's good to, big weirdo. to see what's up to Rainier, man. I haven't seen him, but that boy's been working, man. So shout out to Rainier for sure. Also, big shout out to DJ Rocco. Rocco, what up, man? Bro, his his remixes are top notch, man. Rocco has some amazing remixes. He's got some amazing things. The food just got here. <laughs> yeah. You're a little late. Yeah. That was promised. We're, we're gonna make we're gonna make our own <laughs> ASMR videos right now. We're gonna, this is what croquetas sound like. No. <laughs> <laughs> no man this is this is us pouring colada Oof. into the into yeah the, we'll do that that's how we'll finish it that's off how we're gonna finish we'll this. really make sure no one tunes in <laughs> <laughs> all right so here's what i found works for me and i've also teach i've also taught a few other guys on how to do this um basically i have the same principles as you do i have my crates broken down by genre right and in each genre we have like what we call our build-up crates right so basically um, my top hip hop crates that I know are going to work, my energy crates, my, you know, deep downgrading. Yeah. And then you have like subcategories of those. So like hip hop, hip hop, R&B, hip hop, pop, hip hop, rock, hip hop, everything. I mean, you know what I mean? And then you have your reggaeton, you have your cu uh, cubaton. So yeah. you have your, reg your, you know, your reggaeton from DR, you have your reggaeton from Puerto Rico. And you kind of break those down into categories. You do it like that? You bring um, it up into Puerto Rico I don't, Puerto go, Rico I don't go into like VR? that much depth, but I do have some crates that are actually broken down like that. So, for example, I have a Colombian crate, which has a lot of my Bayanatos. I have an Ar cool. uh, you know, Argentinian crate, a Venezuelan crate. Because if you notice in Miami, when you're spinning for a Latin crowd, it's not the same. Like if you play, if you play like a salsa, and it's not a Colombian salsa, and Colombians are really known for this. They will come to you immediately and be like, can you play a Colombian salsa? And I'm like, I'm playing Micaela. That's <laughs> Colombian. No, that's like Cuban, American, Miami salsa. You need to like play something else. Some joy Arroyo. Yes. Uh, yes. True and, Colombian stuff. And they call like Mark Anthony, like true Colombian. I'm like, he's Puerto Rican. 
Walker, what's, what's wrong with you? Yeah, no. Like, this is not, this is not. Anyways, but either way, I have what we call my bangers, right? So my crates that are like straight up bangers. And those are the ones that I have in my Serato. So I've created Serato crates, okay? I have my entire external hard drive organized by genre, but then in my Serato, I have my crates. Basically the same way you would set up when you're going to the club. So back in the day when we had crates, right, we would create, we'd have our, our records and you'd be at home and you'd have a whole pool of records and you'd have it at home organized. I don't know about you, but this is how I, I, I started. And then I would grab the records that I wanted to play for that night and I put them into well, my, my crate bangers, right? And I would organize them by BPM or energy or key or whatever. Back then we weren't mixing by key, yeah, we were mixing was... only by BPM. And, and I kind of took that same concept and I made it into Serato. But then I took it a step further and I realized that there's something really powerful Serato has. If you created- Smart crates. If you, well, smart crates are good too. But if you create a crate in Serato and you export it into your yes. desktop, it actually pulls all the those songs yeah, yeah. from file. where they're at yes. and they create that crate for you and you could drop it into your external Correct. hard drive and now you've saved that crate. So I've made two crates over the years called Party One and Party Two. Party One is basically what I was rocking back in 2006 all the way to about 2012. From then, I skipped to Party Two. And that's kind of like my recurrent hits. I mm. go into there seldomly to find some really, really heavy tracks that I wanted to play. Um, but it's still basically bangers. You know, you're gonna have your Get Low, Flow Rider. You're gonna have your, um, you're gonna have your um, Ludacris and stuff like that. And then you're gonna have your, you know, Gasolina, Reggaeton, and stuff like For that. Sure. And it's just basically all the best of that music throughout that time that I was playing. We have those go-to songs. I mean, Black Eyed Peas. You know, just the songs that you know, no matter what. Somebody's going to resonate to those songs. So similar to that is what I do is the venues. So I have a folder called Capone's. There you Capone's go. Capone's in Fort Lauderdale. That has a certain vibe. And throughout a night, I will hit such a wide spectrum, but it's still confined within a certain genres. Group. But I have the songs that always hit. And then I can pull from other record pools. Right. I have the Wharf Miami. I have the Clevelander Martini Bar. That's right. a Latin set, right? So barely any American music. So I know the songs that are current, that are popping. So you drop it in that folder. So whenever you're doing an event, you're like, well, this event feels more like a martini bar. Bam. Correct. I can pull from there. Yeah. And get ideas. Because sometimes there's so many songs that as you go through a crate, you're like, yes. And that tags you onto another song and tells you, yes, yes, Super yes. Awesome. And that. So very similar. Very and similar. Then, and then I basically I exported those crates into my desktop. And then I, I, you know, I've organized it like that. So we can pretty much call those your... Um, your open format crates. I'll, I'll call them open format crates. Kind of similar, the feeling that I get from each crate is kind of what I go to. But party two, I can give you party two and you can start from the top to the bottom and be able to mix a party and pretty much rock that party, right? So it's very close to me. It's very important to me that I keep up to date with it, that I'm adding the newest bangers in there. And then what happens is sometimes bangers die out. So yeah. those will go into like recurrent hits or debtors. But, I call them debtors. But that process means you are going back Correct. And going in there and that's and organizing. a lot of us, you know, forget you, to do you're doing events, you're booking events, you're doing the business side. You're yeah. sometimes in the process of going through a library is minimum a three to four hour. Oh, yeah. Task in one sitting and that only gets you maybe through. Yeah, it'll get through to one crate. One crate. <laughs> yeah, it'll get through to one. Crate. I, I probably have in, in party two and party one. I, I probably have about 400 songs in each. 
No. Just about. Um, and that, that's, that's pretty much pool. a four-hour pop party. Yeah, that's a good you know? Um, so What would you say? It's about 40, hours an, uh, 40 songs an hour on average? You, you're probably like 60 songs an hour. It depends. I've learned from you and like the other guys to like let it let it and, ride and it's out not a, a bad thing. I think it's just your style, and that's what you know. You that's why you rock when you do your events and you you. I, your, I guess your I'm high clients. energy. Yeah, I'm you high energy. you scrub. You go one boom. boom I'm a New York boom, mixer boom. for those DJs out there. I'm a New York mixer. I'm in and out. I'm banging in and out. Yeah, I let it go a little longer. I've tried. Actually, I've seen when you do certain things, and I've, I'm like, you know what? I like the way you just did that. I got to have those songs ready and I'm only going to yeah. give you this piece because when you did it, I was like, man, I liked I liked the way it came Thank out. You, brother. So, yeah, but, but on I've average, learned, I've done the I've math to, about 40 songs an hour. If you're doing a set, more that you're kind of giving a song about a minute and a half to two minutes. You're doing on average. It's funny that you say that because in one of my mixes, I banged 14 songs in 14 minutes. So it's about a minute of a, a mix for me. And, and and that was that was the beginning portion because that was my opener. That was my like, I'm going to give you everything so yeah. you stay hooked. And then I dragged it out a little longer. And, you know, it, it the average was like two minutes a song by the time I was done. Right. So I get it. You know what I mean? Okay. I get that sometimes you have to let songs play a little longer. I am a I am a. Um, <clears throat> I'm a corporate of that. I, I definitely um, I definitely have that little issue of if I play a song too long, I feel like I'm dragging out. Like I get <laughs> bored is what it is. Yeah. I'm bored in the house and I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> I get you. I get you. Sometimes if I leave the song too long, like in radio, you can't approach it the same way. In right. radio, you kind of you got to let the song play because in radio, mm. people are tuning in because they like the song, not because they just want to hear a set. Correct. So in radio, it, it you have to learn to approach it differently. And on, on a half hour set, you're probably doing I, I on average, maybe I'm doing 12 songs in a 30 minute set. I've learned that the magic, though, too, is that if you're going to bang in and out of songs, you better know what you're playing and you better know your crowd very well, because if you bang out of a song that somebody loves, and you didn't go into something that they were like, oh, I love that one more, too, or I love it just as much. You're going to get a bad reaction. And it's really important to have your music extremely organized so you don't ever get Serato face. And it's an evolution of where we're at today. Everything is instantaneous satisfaction. Oh, yeah. So attention, um, people's attention span is much shrinking lower. and shrinking yeah. and shrinking. So especially the younger audiences, when you're doing a set. If you go too long, you lost them. You yeah. lost them and you'll lose them. And, and you got it like you just said. If I don't hit the right song next, I'm going to lose them. Yeah, you'll, you'll lose them right away. And, and that's, you know, that, that's a really unfortunate thing that you really don't want. And, and for me, one of the really important things that I like to do um, with that is exactly what you said. Create them for what they are. So I, after I did, you know, party one and party two, I ended up doing two more. Um, and those were corporate and the other one was um, most requested. So I, you know, I pulled what's the most requested songs that I'm always getting. And that's really what I give to you guys and all the other guys. And basically, so you have a general idea of, you know, what, what each crowd is like. And everybody has a preference and every sure. party's a little different. So when you start compiling all these different parties into the most requested, it becomes a really unique crate. No, for sure. It's a lot of fun. Sure. As a DJ, you still have to pick what's right and at the right time and all that good stuff. And, and I think to sum it all up, it's just a, a never ending tax and something you if you're a, a, a dedicated professional DJ, if this is what you do for a living. Those are the maintenance things that make so much difference Absolutely. That, that if you're someone who's listening right now, who's, who's learning, who's starting to wonder how right. it, it, you spent the time when you set up. But it's going to be something you got to task yourself and say, if not every three months, at least twice a year, you got to sit 
and scrub. Scrub, 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 so that you reorganize. Because there's so much music being released on a weekly basis. Oh my goodness, man! It used it's to be crazy. much less, but nowadays you got so you got so many genres, so many things that if you don't scrub your stuff, your sets will reflect it. So here's the here's the summarize this whole thing, right? And I want to get your opinion on this. Um, at the end of it, they were like, okay, the crate hacker is we're gonna sell you this. Um, it's DJs coming together and creating these crates, and we're gonna give you the crates. Yeah. With the song? Like, so if you subscribe to, I'm not going to say any names, but if you subscribe to one of the record pools, or for example, Serato comes with Tidal or SoundCloud, you would be able to get that digital format, kind of like creating a crate in Spotify. It's in Spotify, and you can mix with Serato on Spotify if you have the right programming or whatever, but typically as one of us we would have to grab those songs find the songs in our crates find the remix that we want to use and then you know yeah. put it into a crate and and basically they're giving you the cheat sheet though of all the songs so here's my question to you do you feel like having that cheat sheet makes you a better dj uh, it's a it's a guideline it's it's something that's going to help you uh maybe you don't know where to start it could definitely help you have a starting point okay. uh Maybe somebody like you and me might look at it and be like, well, I don't need this. I don't need that. But that that could be That's helpful. A banger. So um, it's it also we got to be open to new ways of how people do stuff, because if you get too stuck on your way, absolutely, you'll lose opportunities to be more diverse, to be more dynamic. And um, I would say, yeah, I, I, I don't know that I would myself go jump into it because I kind of have a. Uh, a 10 year relationship with my crates yeah. that I do approach it, but I'm always willing to listen. And I think it's so cool to know that because, you know, I would check it out, take a look at it. I don't know that I would completely jump in and say, give me my cheat sheet. Right. I kind of just want to see what they kind of used. To, what was their scheme? I felt the same way about <clears throat> it. Like I wanted to, to, to join up. It was cheap too. It wasn't really, it wasn't, it wasn't expensive at all. And to kind of see what other DJs are rocking in other places too, because it's kind of all over the world. And it's important to realize that, you know, here in Miami, it's one thing. But if we go and play, you know, um, Chicago, New York, I mean, we don't even have to go that far. You can go to Punta Gorda, Florida, and you're going to play completely different. Um, and so it, it was really interesting to see, you know, some of the things that they were coming up with because they give you example crates that they have with energy, key and all that stuff. And it's great. But they were kind of pushing an agenda that I wasn't wasn't feeling too well. It's kind of like I want to learn how to use Ableton. Right. But if I show you everything of how to use it, is it really going to help me? Like, OK, I can go from top to bottom. I can give you one of my great crates. Right. And you can go from top to bottom and rock a party. But you have to know which songs to pick within that within the right time. And I think that only comes with experience of messing with your actual crates and really digging in. If you're not digging in your crates, you're missing gems sometimes. No, without a doubt. But I, I wouldn't shy away. I don't I don't want to say that that. I get what you're saying because right. you're very uh, truest. You're a truest, and you're and you come from a different generation. Like me myself, I didn't start with crates. I I was a computer DJ who learned off a of virtual DJ because I couldn't afford the money to get crates, and 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 I wasn't DJing at the age that you were, you know. Okay. So I started later, but computers to me were my way of being able to skip 
the the hardship of having to buy crates and uh, records and vinyl and CDs the turntables and, and a mixer so I started that way so for somebody to say well well that's cheating or that's no. this it, it's a shortcut it was my starting point and for some people it's going to yeah. be a good starting point and for them it might propel them forward in the end one thing you'll learn anybody who DJs there's no shortcut yeah, you can't I, skip the line and become an Eddie or become a big name DJ and 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 do I mean, it because gonna, they gave you the cheat sheet. I'm not going to say I haven't seen those DJs. You've seen those DJs. There are some DJs that are out there that you're like, wow, they became famous. Wow. I don't know how. It is what it is. All power. You know what I mean? Um, more power to them. They yeah. made it. They did their thing. Great. You know, I have no, I'm never here to shame anybody. But at the same time, I think to be true to the craft and to what we love to do and what we're really passionate about, I think there takes some type of um, some type of dedication to it too, man. Honestly, you know, getting handed those crates um, because they're bangers, because they're, you know, the hottest and greatest thing. Sometimes you kind of just took away somebody's element of, you know, learning that and seeing that and developing that ear for those things. I think you're taking away somebody's ear when you do that. Like, it's great to know what are the greatest top charts and top songs that are playing for DJs and, you know, their energy levels and their keys and all that. But really, you just you, you crutch somebody. And that's the part that I I. <laughs> I kind of have like a little bit of an I issue with when you're trying to teach a new DJ. But what I would say is this, though. It, it, it does take away that element of It takes it away at the beginning because even if I was to do that right now, if I had this cheat sheet and this paper had songs, 40 songs, right? right. It gave me the crates. And all I did is I did what you just said, right? right. I just went to this cheat sheet. And now I didn't sit down and scrub my songs and, and say, hey, Listen to them these and are the hit them. songs. And I like this part of that song. And you're not going to be able to fake it, right? Because it's like you said, I can give you 400,000 songs. I can give you 40 songs. Right. And a DJ who understands the music can do way more with 40 songs than he will with 400,000. Right. And you can have all the songs. It won't matter. Experience is what I mean. You can't cheat that. You're going to have to go out there. And even though you cheated, you're gonna. it's going to be obvious. You right. might rock the crowd, but... In the sense only that you captured them, them because they like a song. You right. never captured them because they liked your set. But there's and, some DJs who fight that, though. And that's fine. You know, it, it, again, you will if you're not prepared the day that you're confronted with an experience that you can't reference your cheat sheet and you can't reference your crate, you're going to have to pull from here. Right. And that you can't skip. Yeah. That's either there or it's not. So it might to me, it's a, a starting point, a point of reference. But gotcha. it will never be the solution and the cheat to get you above other DJs. Okay. I like that analogy. Thank you for that, man. That, that, see, this is what it's about is really getting everybody's opinion and different thoughts on, you know, what what's happening in our um, in our culture. And and I think that that's really important. Sandy, are we live on, on YouTube? We're live on YouTube. Um, did we um, did we share that with, uh, with with the other platforms? So we're on PTMP live. And we're sharing with all the other platforms. Um, LS, you're more than welcome to you know share the platform on yours if you want to hop on to a PTMP Live and then hit the share button to your page. Yes, you can get your friends to chime in on some of the, on, the, the on topics. On Instagram, um, Facebook, on the book face. Yeah, on the book of face. Gotcha. Let's get into the next topic. Here we go. Uh, I think we beat that one with a dead horse. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Clevelander Sobe. 
Uh, how's it been in, being the entertainment director, and how did you get there, man? I'm sure there's a lot of guys that are like, yo, <clears throat> Clevelander is iconic to Miami. It's worldwide known. Yeah. Uh, it's it's Sometimes it's surreal because, you know, we get so caught up in always moving. What's next? What's next? What's next? And um, uh, I, I was an MC uh, at the Clevelander before I was ever a DJ. It took me four years of you know being an MC and asking for an opportunity and they had an entire roster of uh, amazingly talented DJs um, too many to name but uh, some that will stand out that I have to always give credit because they taught me I watched them do their sets I watched them do the things that they do and that's how I learned that this is how the Clevelander you approach this set and those tools that they gave me I was able to take in, in, and apply in other venues and in my career altogether. So shout out to DJ uh, Jay Ferg, Genius, uh, DJ LNR, uh, Ryan Smith. There's it, The list is uh, never ending. Um, and, and I'm sorry if I didn't mention you, but uh, RZ Spins, come on, man. <laughs> I, we're not even going to go there, but I love my boy, uh, who's one of my partners and the lead DJ at the Clevelander. So I started as an MC, became a DJ, uh, part of the roster four years in. And 10 years later, after hosting shows on television on mtv on espn uh for the marlins i i got sent to all right i'm out jacksonville <laughs> <laughs> i did you know one of the most amazing experiences i was the mc and got to dj inside a stadium for an nfl game for the jacksonville jaguars because the clevelander for Ooh. one year we had a deck and literally we had an entire deck of a stadium and on the biggest board that they had at that point I had to be, my face was right there, and I got to be part of an entire production of an NFL game. What an amazing experience. So I've gotten to do all those things, and that experience allowed me to understand the brand that is the Clevelander. Would you and say that was the most positive and exciting experience you've ever had in the years? It's, it, you know what? I won't say it's the most. It's it's one of. I've had so many amazing experiences. I For the Major League Baseball, when they did the All-Star Game here at oh, Marlins yeah, Park, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was featured on all the video uh, edits they did to feature all the All-Star players that yeah. they wanted. To, I was a DJ in the background. Dope. I've done... Uh, concerts I've done. Uh, what would uh, you say stands out to you the most right now? Come on, hit me. Come on. Come uh, on. Uh, it's so many, man. Come it's on. just they're so different. They're all so different. I the I DJ for the Mammy Heat inside their yes, the arena. I remember that. I've done you know festivals. I've stood in front of three thousand, four thousand, five thousand people, and I've and done now you DJ for blocks. sound level. How far are you falling? <laughs> You're right there, man. You're right there. Don't even act like it, buddy. So it, there's, I've, I'm so blessed. I am truly blessed. I don't know how I got here. I don't know how it became that. And um, to me, I haven't achieved anything. I'm just always working to try and do better and learn more. And it's never about, you know, being a cool guy or anything. That to me is just I love being a DJ. I love doing uh, the mic work. I love being an MC. And that passion for me has allowed me to propel to the next thing, to the next thing, to the next thing. And, and I've had amazing experiences, man. Amazing. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that was it. That was it. That was it. Like, so the Clevelander, that's how I ended up being the director. Uh, Ten years in, uh, the general manager at the time. He kept telling me year after year, he was like, you know, I want you to get on the business side of this and not only perform. 
and um he gave me an opportunity and i didn't know how that was gonna go um and it's almost a year later and i i've i've learned so much i've been blessed to work with some amazing djs uh, i can't name them all right now but uh it, i've done that with the help of a lot of people a lot of people have helped me in that process Shout out to DJ RZ Spins, who has been my right-hand man whoop, whoop. at the Clevelander step-by-step. Step. Uh, shout out to you. You've guided me in so many aspects that I didn't understand of Aww. the event process. We put on three <laughs> concerts in three days more than for three Super days. Bowl. And then it was more had, than three days. It, it, imagine. And with an infrastructure that wasn't even built to, to do that yet together, thanks to your help, we were a- able to execute one of the most uh, known parties and yeah. concerts for Super Bowl week this past uh, uh, January. I mean, uh, well, yeah, it was the uh, t- first week of February, last February, week of yeah. January. I was on TV with um, uh, First Take. Yeah, I was ESPN. able to host in between that. Uh, I did that with RZ. So it's been an amazing journey. Uh, they've trusted me, and I, I, my work ethic has always spoke for itself. Yeah. I have a dedication, but most importantly, I have a passion for this stuff. No, and on top of that, like I think it's your character too, man. I really do. I think it, a big thing that resonates with people is how humble and amazingly uh, open you are with everybody. Mm-hmm. I think that's a that's a big that's a big portion of it, and that's why, you know, when you wrote. Uh, honored to come on, you know, my boy's show and this and that. And I was like, no, the honor is ours. You know what I mean? Like, seriously, you have no idea. Like, it's it, it's a lot of it, it. It means a lot to us that when we can make a, a really good friend in the industry who has been so successful, who's, you know, had such a good experience with all different types of people um, and anybody and anybody you go to and you're like, yo, you know, LS, yo, that's my boy, bro. You know, LS, and you have like all these different stories that come together. You remember the time, you know, so. I've been blessed. I've been blessed. And and I think you are also evidence to that, that if we don't support each other, there's enough for all of us to eat. There's Absolutely. more than enough for all Absolutely. of us to eat. And and I have been blessed to have people guide me teach me shout out josh larry if he ever tunes in and here's this he larry (laughs) (laughs) that's that was one of my original coaches and he gave me opportunities no one else was going to give me and he gave me those opportunities and that allowed me to move forward uh milton miranda the columbian festival uh i've been a part of several years of, of watching that whole festival be put together and uh all those experiences but it's always been people that have allowed me to move forward. So gotcha. I wouldn't have gotten here without their help. And I hope that I can do the same. You know, that it, that's the only way that I can pay it forward is to help somebody and to be open and to to never judge. I think there's too much competition in this business and, uh, and, and yeah. competition in the sense that people are judging you are always looking. Well, he's not a good Competition's DJ. Good. But 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 being able to like respect another DJ who's either coming up or who has made it or whatever. I think that's. The, yeah, I think that's the thing. It's too. If you get too caught up looking sideways, you'll never look forward. And it, and the competition in DJing is a beautiful thing. Only if you use it for the artistic sense. Absolutely. Right. Because we you have done things that I'm like, man, I never thought of that, that that's cool. I could do that. It's going to be another tool in my toolbox. And and I, I won't think, forget the day he came to me and was like, "Yo, I love that little ticket thing that you do." And I was like, "What is it?" He's like, "How do you do that so fast?" I'm like, "I literally, I just go ticket 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 ticket." Yeah, yeah. It's just seeing you 
in, in, in the way you did it and looking at your hand. And, and of course, I went home and kind of tried it. <laughs> I don't have it down like you because we, we develop our own habits and our own little muscle memory. Everybody here calls it the scorpion hand. Oh, my little yes. scorpion hand. Yes. It's my little scorpion hand. I love it. Now <laughs> you shouldn't have told me that. That You shouldn't have told me that. That's, that's how we're going to make it. Now. It's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to be called the scorpion hand. Yes. <laughs> If you do it, it's called the scorpion hand. Oh, man. Get over let me here. catch you. And if I have a mic next to me, I'm going to let everybody know the Yo, scorpion has arrived. I love it. I love it. I can't wait to see it. So, yeah, yeah man. <laughs> this is so dope, man. This is awesome. Um, this is what I love about the podcast, to be honest with you. Like, you could be so open about everything, and there's, like, no, there's no middle ground. There's nobody telling you, oh, you can't talk about that, or you can't say this. Yeah, don't tell Eddie, though. all right here we go uh spammers are calling and texting numbers saying their social security numbers are being suspended don't fall for this scam you got any of those oh yeah i almost fell once really oh man so you learn from experience so what happened is uh uh they call me and they're like uh we are calling you from the sheriff's department uh no from such and such social security and I had owed some taxes because when I do my taxes, it's a business and you write off a lot of stuff and I'd rather owe you and pay you back on my terms than to have the uh, too much money sent in taxes to the government. Right. And so you thought that they were calling you to collect? Yeah. So I, I they had somehow found out that I had a, an account and they knew the number and they... Um, they called me and they were like, if you don't give us a form of payment, we're going to have to submit the, uh, the subpoena or something, the court order, and they're going to send the sheriff's office to your house. And unfortunately, if this isn't handled within the moment, then, you know, we're going to have to uh, execute this warrant. Wow. So I was like, what? Um, I'm home by myself. I'm starting to freak out because I'm like. Well, yeah, I, I know that I owe that money, but I'm on a payment plan. But now they're telling me I got to pay it. And if I don't, I'm going to jail or I'm going to have a warrant. I can't deal with this right now. Right. And they tried to take me through the process. But the whole time I went, there's something wrong about this. There's something that's not right. And right. I went online while they were on the phone trying to get me. And lo and behold, I'm not the only one they've tried. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's it's been it's been nasty. And um I was able to at, at right before I was starting to get ready to figure out how to send them at least partial payment. <laughs> what? I realized that it was the scam. So at that point I played back with them and I was I, I was uh trying to get them to give me more information. Who's the uh officer or who are you sending so, and what department so and you where's to the be warrant? Slick. Yeah, at which point they got annoyed. They're like, well, that's it. We're executing the warrant and hung wow. up. And, and uh, lo and behold, I learned after that IRS will never call you. They will never uh, um, c- send you communication like that ever. Yeah. yeah. And um, they, they, they send it by mail. Just yeah. FYI to everybody. Yeah. So if anyone ever has any uh, phone calls like that and they they're slick they try yeah. so many different approaches there's been other phone calls that i've had that i now know that i i play with them i'll, I'll okay yeah. yeah yeah let me get my card yeah give me a second yeah yeah no of course yeah hold on and then i'll make up some weird card number and they'll know okay we're coming for you <laughs> <laughs> and i hate to use kind of a bit of an accent sometimes because it is from overseas and it's from uh, middle east uh, yeah. eastern accent and it's just uh, call. I've, got, um, I've gotten a lot them? of bots. Yeah, 
Well, well I've gotten people, and you can tell they're either not from here or they're from somewhere else. Yeah. And they probably don't Look, even know that there's, they're scamming people. They're just doing a job. There's bad people everywhere. That they man. got hired for. And there's bad people everywhere. Like, we can't just generalize one group or anything like that. It's really, there's bad people everywhere. There's oh, bad people sure. in your community. There's bad people in your job. There's bad people everywhere, okay? Don't don't get it twisted. It's not just one culture, one group, one ethnicity, one anything. There's good and bad people everywhere. Correct. So, uh, watch out for those spammers, man. Watch out for yeah, those spammers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so let's get into the knit and grit on this one. You ready for this one? All right, a Miami man finishes fishes for lizards in a BJ's parking lot. That's knit and grit today. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Is was, that a metaphor for life? <laughs> he was he was bored in the house and bored. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, you got to be real bored and don't like, fish for lizards. Leave them alone, can man. You imagine, bro. Like, oh, I got a big one. No, and man. it's like Godzilla. Uh, I don't know wh- why you would but ever. Wh- Yo, Leave the lizards alone. How, how many? How many uh, people protested against that guy? How much? Do you they think? should look, man. I, I'll I'll say it now. It's like I'm, fishing for a dog, man. I'm one of the people who have come to understand all sentient beings deserve an opportunity. I've even come to a point where even if I see a, a an ant or a colony or a roach, if I don't really need to kill it, then let it be. Oh, I know people are gonna chime in on that one. Let it be because Yo, that, Sandy definitely can't deal with roaches, man. And I don't blame. I'm never gonna judge anybody for doing that. It's just my take is I've found a new relationship to the things around me. A tree, a leaf, even pulling a leaf off. It's like you know. I know it's it doesn't mean no one screamed, no one said, but that leaf had the power of life in it, and it's growing. And it's no different from us. And I think being grounded in that sense allows you to understand and have more empathy for everything around you. Okay. Even if it's an animal that can't speak for itself, uh, a, a, a roach may not have feelings in the sense that it can't scream, but it has a nervous system. Do you find it like, um, this is weird for me. You ready? Like, do you find it more passionate? Like when somebody, you hear somebody like hit a dog or something like that? that can't really help itself or a kid i can't I, like I, versus versus like a, a a grown man or something i don't think we gotta sit there but you see everything has to always be broken up if it's a kid then that falls in a category that should be approached with a different level of sensitivity and if it's a dog that's a different category no it's a sentient being it feels it makes a noise it bleeds it breathes it breathes air and and for you to think that because you have the power okay that you get to say, I pick and choose who gets hurt and who doesn't, that would be, that's that's ignorant. That's ignorant to me because everybody should be respected. Every sentient being should be respected. We, we deserve that much respect for the world that is created. Things, you want to break things? Break things all what day. What about bad people? Do you feel the same way about bad people? But what is your definition of bad? You see, bad can be defined. I can't define anybody's life someone experience. Help, someone hurting somebody else. No, there should be respect for humanity, right? There should be respect for the human being, no matter what shape, color, size, whatever. Someone went into your house right now and hurt your wife. Now, that's different. You're endangering me, right? So I got to protect myself and my family's well-being. Okay. That's different. That's preservation. That's an animal instinct. here's, here's, Here's the thing. Like, you're not there right now, right? Somebody hurt her. And then later on, you find out who that person is. Would you still? I don't know how. I haven't had that emotion. I haven't had to filter that emotion. I haven't had to process and digest that 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 emotion. So I can't tell you that I I know my hypothetical uh, fantasy would be this because right. we all I think feel 
that we can say, oh, I'm going to kill you. I, yeah, I would have rage, right? right? And I would have rage. And, and in that rage is when you should not act. Okay. Because rage blinds you. And it's just like in a marriage, right? You get in an argument with your wife and you're enraged because mm -hmm. you feel you have a valid point. Is that the time you should have that discussion or is that the moment you're going to reach a resolution? The thing Most likely I, not. The thing that I, 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 you know, and I can agree with you there. You know, there's some times where I'm like, you know what, just stay away because I need to take a breath. Time I and space. To, I need, I need to, you know, reevaluate and reassess this situation. Um, I've done it at work a million times. <laughs> um, one of the things that I, I, I do understand though in this world and unfortunately there are just people hell bent on making bad things and bad choices, man. You ever seen somebody who murdered and killed somebody and killed kids and whatever, and then totally. smile in the courtroom totally. you know what I mean? or, or blow kisses to but the mom who's really, grieving. If you really care about a human being, no child it's is born hard. ready to kill somebody. Right. It's hard to, it's hard not it, to, because you still had a choice. Just like you're saying, you have the choice to, to love and, and create and, and respect every sentient being. He had the choice or she had the choice to not do that to somebody knowingly. If you're if you're egging it on and really like, you know what? Yeah, I did that. Ha 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 ha. There's a difference in that person's mentality. So that's where you would say and not to say that that person doesn't deserve to uh, be punished, suffer the consequences for their decisions. Mm -hmm. That's one aspect. Another aspect is to say. How do I understand how that person got to that point of uh, of seeing the world like that? Right. Right. A child. How many children you see with that malice born oh, in yeah, them? Man. Right. Yeah. Right. So a child normally doesn't have that malice born. in It's learned behavior. And sometimes it's also uh, survival. It's yeah. either me or the world. Right. I mean, so, it's a smaller percentage that you see a child that's born with a little bit more anger or aggression towards another person. Um, but there are those, you know, there are those exceptions and you do see it and you try to, you know, help them and develop them and grow them. And there are certain situations that are really bad and then they develop into those malice children. So, so there's both, I've seen both ends of that spectrum. So if, it's, if you're it's not, hard if, for if me you're to not like, afforded the same opportunities that you and me may have been afforded, right? How am I to ever stand in judgment of somebody of, of when course. I don't know? where their starting point was. I understand, right? but there's always a choice. We, we do understand I'll give that. you someone, you know, I saw obviously COVID. We had uh, plenty of time at home to Netflix and chill. One of the documentaries was the one with Aaron Hernandez. Were you trying to tell me something? Is there a baby <laughs> on the way? Is there like a little LS running around somewhere? Is that where he, you see Sandy? Netflix I said and Netflix chill? and chill and that's what goes to his mind. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Oh, man, I'm gonna call the wifey up and you need to talk, man. We're gonna let you I'm gonna host for a while while you go spend some quality family time, man. No, uh, Aaron Hernandez, you see that documentary. And if you only judge him based on what you saw in the news and that he killed and he wasn't remorseful, you know, for a long period of time, I don't think he ever really became remorseful or you got that uh, sense out of him. But you also realize that concussions, football, and his loss of his father, all those things truly up. deviated his his path, right? Because right. he had a, a, a normal path up to a certain point, and then mm -hmm. it deviated, and then it deviated further. Right. So many variables. There's a whole lot of gray. This life is not black and white. Oh no, of course, man, of course, and and, and I agree with you 100. There are just certain limitations that I guess I haven't learned to be as 
peaceful as you yet. And I understand that why you're in the you were in the military. Yeah, that's a part of it. So part so right. So that's that, a small part of it, I would say. That may be and whatever life experiences yeah. you've had have allowed you to create this picture of the world. We yeah. see this room very differently, right? Yeah. Your eyes, they see this room very differently. Sandy sees this room very differently. And I see it very differently. Why? Because it's all painted from our experiences. experiences. So I can't ever say you're wrong for not seeing it this way. You right. see it the way you see it. And, and if you ever want to try and see it a different way and you like the way I see it, then let's have a combo. No, I but, love I love the fact that you, you're you able to see it like that. My thing is, is that I'm just not one of those people to let my guard down as much as you do. I guess <laughs> I guess that's what it is. I You know, you're 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 very trusting of people. I trust people to a certain degree. And I think it's exactly what you said, experience, you know what I mean? And and uh, and I and I've always taught people around me, like, it's not what happens to you. It's how you how you react to it. That makes you that person. And you reacted to it very differently. And you used to be a different way. And, it, and you've been able to adapt and change. And that's the beauty that I saw um, within you. I think that's you think I'm beautiful. I think you're gorgeous. <laughs> Just just this sentient being sandy just, we need to we need to change topics he's starting to hit on me yeah, he's telling bro. me i'm beautiful you want he chill? wants to netflix and chill <laughs> oh man this got real good all right next topic <laughs> <laughs> all right businesses are closing uh most stores are uh, due to bankruptcy gyms entertainment restaurants and more 24 hour fitness chuck e cheese brio jc penny true religion and the list goes on and on and on, bro. All this COVID-19, um, the riots, the stopping of a lot of things. How do you feel about this, bro? I'd like to change one word that you just used because it's uh, you used riots. And um, I think we need to change the the... the the way we portray these moments. The protest didn't stop us from working. The riots did. Correct. And okay, but, so that's but why I said riots. Let me let me rephrase. There you go. Let me let me put a backstory to that. Give so, it a little more context. Okay. I am I am all for the protest. As you know, my show is based upon real real life problems giving real life solutions. One of the big things that I'm fighting for in this in this show and we're trying to get uh, if anybody knows out there, please, you know, put us in contact. I'm trying to get Luke on the show. Right. Because a lot of my friends who are um, black told me, hey, listen, you're white. You have a lot of people that are on your show that are white. I'm not t typically considered completely white. Right. Um, but in the eyes of somebody who's going to have a harder time understanding or respecting what I have to say, somebody who's a little bit less open minded. The thing is, is I have to have somebody who resonates with them. Right. And so we have to have all different lives and walks of people to come in and kind of open their eyes. And really what I'm trying to do is get Luke in here, who was trying to be the mayor of, of you know, of of of, um, of Miami Dade County and um, and really just open up people's eyes of not just protesting, not just speaking your mind at home, not just speaking your mind with your coworkers, but really making a change in the system itself. How do we do that? How do we have an actual voice within our government, within, you know, the rules and laws? Look, there's no law right now that really says black people are bad and you should hate them and blah, 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 blah. That hasn't been around since the 60s, which some of our parents grew up to. Right. But it doesn't mean that people still don't hate and people don't, you know, look at an, uh, an ethnicity or group, which we're going to get into in a, in a second um, and say, hey, 
um, I don't like you because of your color or I don't, you know, I don't like you because of this. And we're in a very sensitive world. I'm trying to figure out how to explain to my daughter how to ex how to express defining somebody. Right. So my friend was like, hey, just tell him it's a, it, it, you know, oh, that boy with the yellow shirt. Well, she can't say boy. Right. Because I'm going to offend somebody because we're, we're no longer seeing, you know, genders. Right. And that's a big thing, too. That was the big thing right before this happened. Right. So my daughter can't say, oh, that man right over there or that or, or, or that person over there. Right. Because you can't say person. There may be a group of people or that person with the yellow shirt. OK, I got to Now we got the yellow shirt, but I can't. She can't say man or she can't say that black guy. Right. She can't say that black guy, even though he may be black. It doesn't mean that she's racist. It means she's just describing what she sees. As, as a person, if you say a brown person, right, my daughter will say right now she's four years old. Just, you know, to give everybody who doesn't know who my daughter is, she's four years old. And this was three when this started happening. Hey, the black boy is over there and he wants to play. I was like, baby, you could say the little boy with the yellow shirt or whatever. And then I thought about it. I said, OK, she can't even say boy anymore. She can't say girl anymore because it offends somebody. I don't know. And, and okay, so what, you know, is it okay? It's okay to say this one, but it's not okay to say this one. It really, where's the line end, right? It's okay. In my mind, in my mind, it's okay to say the little black boy who's over there, who's my friend who wants to play. Sure, baby, go ahead and play with him. Go find his name. You know what I mean? Find out his name and then you can call him by his name. Right. But I never saw anything wrong, especially with the, such an innocent child that now I have to, you know, kind of educate her on this thing and and and, and kind of like explain to her why she can't say the black boy you know and it's a very hard conversation with such a young child when they're very innocent they don't they don't mean anything wrong way adults made that wrong people made that wrong right and it's a very hard conversation for me to have with my daughter when she's so young so i i think there's two things happening there you're talking about semantics semantics meaning the definition of that that word and and how it's describing an individual uh i don't think you would we are the ones that have inherited a way of speaking a lot of this is learned behavior and you are not even aware that you're doing certain things for example to say that you throw like a girl that's been a normal thing Right. And it's normal because that's been normal throughout your life, your childhood. But that is degrading to women to say that a woman can throw a certain way. And now your little child heard that that's normal. Right. When you say, hey, that black boy, your child is I don't have children and I can't speak to being a parent and understand that. But what I do see is I have nephews and I have nieces and I wouldn't want them to use color as a definite a defining characteristic of identity that boy is a boy that is science that is not uh a, a insensitive you if you're offended because i've identified the gender then that's something else and i think it's far deeper and i don't think that is the majority of the problem i think we need you to have learn to understand that there's children now that are requesting we're talking about children. We're not talking about adults. We're talking about a seven and nine year old. And I, we could pull up articles on this yeah. all day, defining themselves as a girl when they were genetically born as and, a and, boy. And that's a process that if they feel they want to be identified like that, yeah, they deserve that respect. 
it's no one else's job to help you define that. And if a child feels that, they should have discussions and come to a point that they feel fulfilled. Okay. And the thing is that we need to stop trying to create um, semantics as a reason for why somebody is getting offended. A child is a pure soul. They see people. They don't see that that is black. They only see that that is a boy and that kid is either good or bad. Right. So when you create definitions for them to identify, you're creating that learned behavior. It, you're teaching them and that child is inheriting identity. But uh, I never taught her for, to say that black boy. Okay, she so when literally she did it, she learned colors and then she correct. would she so would even call some people at that orange moment, wouldn't or you, green. Wouldn't you then teach her to say that boy, that boy is a boy and you know him as a boy. And once you learn his name, you can use his name. We did that person, that human being, if you want to be completely generic. Right. But I don't think we can. We, we got to get lost in semantics. Semantics we did, we, is just another way to find a different argument for what the real problem is. We definitely did say, you know, you need to say the boy with the, you know, with the shirt or whatever and help her learn how to describe somebody a little bit more differently just so that I didn't ever have to have that conversation with somebody like, Oh, you shouldn't teach her. That. I'm, I'm not teaching her that. Like this was natural to her. That came naturally. She and if learned you know that in your heart, then she you learned. shouldn't feel that you now need to sensitively navigate it. That is your child. And it's so long as you have a true uh, uh, sense of wanting her to identify not the color of a person. You're trying to just have her learn how to describe something. I'm not a teacher. My wife's a teacher, and she would be really good at, at <laughs> explaining this because she has to deal with children of right. the, those ages all the time, and they say things, right? Correct, they do. And a lot of it's learned from home. Right. So it doesn't mean that that child has an inherent racism. It is learned. It is right. learned. And I commend you in making sure that she learns to identify not on the color. The color, you don't say that green tree. Right. Well, we say tree. We say yeah. that tree that's over there. There's a tree over here. Right. There's a tree. We're all human I would go beings. into a maybe a little bit more different, you know, obviously, if, if there's a bunch of trees, I'm going to say, oh, the, the tree with, you know, the orange leaves and this and that. And I, I don't I don't think I'm hurting any other trees feelings. Do you understand? No. At that point, but, if, if you are in a situation where you got to identify a person. Right. And the only identifying characteristic is their color. And you had no other choice than it is right. as what it is that you, you didn't do it with a malintent. It's all context, right? Right. What was your reasoning for it? I think people take malintent into something that's maybe not malintent. And and I think that that's, that's and I don't think a we part gotta, of the issue. Too, we don't got to get caught up in trying to correct everybody. Yeah. We got to get caught up in trying to inform and enlighten those who are receptive. Right. I think too much is caught up in, oh, well, and I, I got to so show defensive. you that I'm not racist. No, live your life. And if you don't have those emotions and you don't see the world like that, that will come across. I don't. I don't see the world like that. And I don't think my daughter sees the world like that at all because, you know, her favorite her favorite, um, you know, um, Disney character is Uma. Uma's black. You know what I mean? And she even put the little beads in her hair and we gave her, the you know, the corn rolls and all that stuff. And, you know, we 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 don't let her you know, identify people by their color, but by with their actions. Right. But the fact that you just did what you just did right there, you had to describe that it's, I'm not that because my girl likes black. We're what caught I'm up. Saying, we're what caught I'm up in trying my to daughter, do. my daughter doesn't see it as something wrong of her saying the black Perfect. girl. Right. But, but people who hear her will. Right. And, and then I have to teach her not to do that. 
but she has no malintentions. But if Correct. she does not do that, right? If I don't teach her that, then she has to go the rest of her life understanding that people are going to dislike her but because you, of it because they they assume that she has malintentions in it. And if you think about it, we're getting caught up in talking about how oh she likes the black princess. It's no one says she no one ever says to their kids oh, or says to an adult my daughter likes the white Snow White. Right. So why do we do black? Why do we say we like the black princess? We like this princess and her name is this and I like her because of these features. Right. But we it's a learned behavior that so many of us aren't even aware. You just said, oh, she likes the black princess. And no, she I did said the she likes Uma, Uma, who is black, who is black. And so she, and you she, don't say she likes Snow White, who is white. And 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 I guess I guess the, <laughs> the problem there would be that. You know, I said that she has cornrows, but you've associated as well that cornrows go with black people. But I mean, no, it's, it's you know not I mean? that. Like, my thing is, is that I don't ever have the malintentions. He said, I said it right. But you definitely know I am not no, racist no, at all. I, I, right. So my thing is, is that I have to be careful of what I say because somebody may get offended by it because they think I have a malintention, but I really don't have any malintention and in it at all. What's going to happen is what you focus on is what you bring about. It's and if crazy. you're focusing on not insulting somebody, guess what you're going to end you're up doing? You're going to insulting somebody somehow. But if you, in your heart, you know, and I know that because you you can't hide that. It's either yeah. in you or, you or not, right? And as we've done business transactions, as we have done uh, right. events, that's never been a factor in how you relate to another person. Absolutely. So I know it's not in your heart. So the fact that you feel that you now might inf offend somebody, you're getting caught up in something that you don't need to. I, get, I think you, know what you I need get to up make sure point? that your daughter l understands and values human beings. Right. Human beings, no matter what, and that she doesn't learn to identify a group of people because of their skin color or that's the only way I know how to describe them. No, a long time ago, that was normal. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's a not learned, normal anymore. No, it's a learned behavior and it's we have weird. to learn to, to it, you to, know, it's not weird. It's different to be aware that we're doing certain things and we may not be offended and we don't have the malice in our heart. But that does not mean that another person takes it and receives it in a different way. Yeah. We have to learn to just be accepting empathetic of everyone and not caught up in the semantics of of uh of identifying others and learning that we too could do things better yeah. i you know, absolutely i agree with you 100 percent. i used to say little things and i'll say little things like oh don't don't be like i'll mess with my brother or you're being a girl you're yeah. being a girl and and i have had to learn to be aware that that is not a good point of reference to describe something you're weak if I want to say that you're weak, then you're weak. But to right. say that you're like a girl because I think girls are weak, right. that's a learned behavior. You're right. You're 100% right. Learning to right. break that chain is being self-aware. I don't think there's anything wrong with that either. I don't think that there's something wrong with learning how to do something differently than you have already done it. And I think that that's what separates us from a lot of other people. And that's what separates us from being just animals. You know what I mean? Like you have the ability to be able to do these things. It's something that we could be taught and learn to do something differently and and better. For you sure. could better yourself. You know what I mean? Sure. And even though some people are still in the first level of just understanding that people are not bad because of their color and stuff, it doesn't mean that we can't keep evolving as, as human beings. Oh, well, I don't I don't dislike people, but you also say this. Correct. So we can continue to evolve. And I understand yeah. that concept with you and I and I agree with you a hundred percent. 
I just, I get frustrated. I, you know what it is? I get frustrated because people don't understand that part. You know what I mean? They're like, okay, I might have some bad habits, but just bear I with me. I think that translates in your character because you get frustrated when people don't understand how you see a setup, right? Because I've seen you do it, right? <laughs> and it's just a translation. And I think you, and that's part of growth, right? It's not a bad or a good thing. It's just, hey, maybe that's something that you may want to try and not spend energy on right. right and you want to be a little more efficient with how and where you're putting your energy right if you spend too much energy on making sure that no one gets insulted then you're going to lose the whole point and you're going to let life pass you by and you're going to spend so much time focused on making sure this this and this it's it, i think part of your character and in your wanting to be perfect which has allowed you to propel your business and your work you're really good at the things that you do but sometimes we got to learn to let go. Let go. Yeah. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I can't believe this. I'm getting my first uh, uh, life lesson here. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, 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 are you going to prescribe me pills after this? Yes. This is, <laughs> this is not going to be a free session. I'm passing a bill. Sandy, we're going to bill Eddie. All right. Man gets <laughs> 1.1. Listen to this. 1.1 million dollar bill after surviving. 62 days in the hospital with COVID. It's it's criminal. Isn't that crazy? That's criminal. That's Hold on, let me find my inner zen on this one. Irrational. Um, but it's, um, it's 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 a reality. <laughs> this is insane, man. Like I hear so many people talking about, "Oh, you have uh you don't have medical? Oh, well, you're going to you're screwed." You know what I mean? But then you have medical and you're screwed regardless because they're going to oh, yeah. take every penny you have. It's a system that it without a doubt needs reform. I I don't want to get into the details of it because I don't know it enough to offer solutions. And I think sometimes if we get too caught up in just blowing hot air and talking about something without a focused solution, we're just going to be part of the problem. And the reality is I we need change on that. And uh, props to all those who are doing something in that aspect uh, and leaders who are taking that forefront to battle this. Th that's criminal. That's yeah. criminal. A human life should not have a value. And then when we become I mean, uh, the doctors and stuff who, who spent the money, you know what I mean? They um, deserve but, but, compensation. But the doctor's not asking for one point one million dollars. We all know this. It's just there's so much you know back back end stuff. I saw when you know when Lexi got sick, man. Dude, there was there was parents and they're crying for their kids, right? Their bill per day was twenty thousand dollars for the room, for the room, bro, for the room. Really? No. For the room. It's how sad. much could it be? How much really? How much is that real estate in that room? I could not picture that room being 20,000 and then for every piece of equipment that's in there you're getting charged for that separately so it's not like they calculated all the equipment in the room and you know the nurse coming in there every hour two hours to change the bag that that was calculated in the $20,000 a night no it's literally for the four walls in that room so imagine and the bed isn't even comfortable it, imagine nothing would be different in the DJing industry but the price point if you ever wanted to hire a DJ and the minimal price point was $5,000, how many people would ever use a DJ service? No, right? man. Even though your there equipment are... still costs the same as it does right. right now, 
that's criminal, right? It's criminal to, there and are, not to say that every right. DJ, I'm saying the right. basics. There, I'm saying if you put right. two turntables, two speakers, and you, your minimal point of ever having a DJ was $5,000, even though it only cost us 300 right. to get that put together. I feel that that's what's happening, right? Because in, in medical industry, what it really costs to do that one uh, surgery or whatever, they're being charged such high prices that the hospital has to charge you this because the providers Look. of services and equipment and supplies. And I get it. We have to worry about lawsuits. You know what I mean? Like the company has to worry about lawsuits. I, I understand both ends of it as a business owner. What I don't understand is how they came up with the number. That's the problem. I really yeah. can't. Con I, you know what I mean? And then on top of that, if you ever have insurance, dude, they charge you double what they would charge you if you didn't have insurance. It, it needs it, reform. It, it needs to be looked at. Look, we're using the same strategy and idea of approaching medical insurance and all that that we have for years and years and years. And the world has changed, but those things haven't. And those things need to get caught up. And it's going to take... Uh, there's a lot of pockets that are filled that that it affects so many that there's lobbyists and there's so much power holding that structure up that it's going to take uh, uh, an impactful force to to actually create that change and, and affect that industry. Um, you look at Obama. He tried. He tried to do it. And, and there's there's a lot. There's so many moving pieces to it that to get to that point of change, it's going to take a lot of us. And, and it's hopefully something that happens uh, soon and it's right. going to happen when our leaders in government truly don't have their pockets lined by those industries it's crazy man a big shout out to grant gannon events what's up buddy shout out to you he says uh is the room built separately from the staff um yeah it is if you ever itemize your bill ask for it like ask for an itemized bill even if you have insurance ask for an itemized bill and you'll see the difference between somebody who has insurance who doesn't have insurance what they charge dude i've seen like 12 let me let me rephrase i had tricare when i was getting out of the military i still had it when i was getting out and i hurt myself um putting up some shelving for the office and uh and i needed some stitches here and you can see the marking so it wasn't it wasn't like a, a plastic surgeon did my my stitches matter of fact um the guy didn't even speak english okay um they numbed me right there i even told him i don't even need the numbing just stitch it up and they were like no we can't so they stitched it up. It was seven stitches in total. Okay. Within those seven stitches, the very first day, by the time I got home, three of them came out. Okay. Um, you know, I put the tape and whatever, and I was good and it healed up. The bill was $11,000 for seven stitches. And I still had to come out of pocket $200, which is probably what the bill should have been. Do you understand? Like, that's crazy to me. It's crazy. And they've agreed, like the insurance company and the hospital have agreed this is the amount for this procedure. Of course. Everybody's lining their pockets. So it's insane. When there's money involved. It's insane. Like it's gotta stop, man. It, where's the limit? Where's where's the limitation to, you know, business criminalizations? I mean, look, I agree you're a private company, you should you know, apply the prices that you want or whatever, but it's across the board being controlled by the government. I'm confused here. I'm really confused at how this is working. Like yeah. it's, just, it's, it's, it's really interesting. If anybody's got some insight on this, please let me know. So big shout out to you guys. Uh, LS, don't forget 
uh he covered a party for me uh client was raving oh that's right yeah you did yeah. an event for 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 Gannon. yeah i remember yeah, it was a uh, 15s yeah there you go so oh, what's up grant the crew the, the crew the crew yeah getting shout outs all right so here's a big one man we're, 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 we're boiling down this list all right justice for khalid right or is it khalid or khalid uh, we're going to go with Khaled. You good with that? Khaled uh, is an innocent Saudi Arabian chemical engineering student. He ordered chemicals for an experiment just like any other student would. And he got arrested for allegedly ordering chemicals to create explosives. Uh, I think that's too broad a statement. Uh, I think we need way more context, way more information to start formulating opinions. And I think that's part of the problem with a lot of these things. Yeah that we just go off of that one sentence there and now we have formulated an opinion what was the source from sandy she's printing the source and you know it it, it, so we do our homework before we we we, uh we post these the fact that they say it's saudi arabian why what why do i need to know where his ascendancy is from it was it because of his descendancy that they tagged it and they said oh this kid has this type of name and that's why there's a red alert. Well, why is there a red alert? Because there's been a frequency of, of people that are from Saudi Arabia that are buying chemicals. If there is, then and there's more to that, then who am I to ever say well, something? Well, it's like, it's like getting pulled over by the cop because you drive a red car and you had a Correct. black shirt. So it shouldn't and you're be. a white male. And there was an incident that just happened with a red car, black shirt, and a white male. So that's where the context is. Where, where, why is it? that they felt that that was a lead that they needed to approach. And, but is it okay to do that? No, that's fear. You're fe- again, that's imposing power. Uh, is it on okay the for cops to do it? Is it okay for no, the government? To no, do it? there's every, there's everything needs to be approached on, on its um, own merit, every situation, every case. And if, if it was uh, because of his uh, descendancy and his name, and that was enough for them to trigger some flag, then yeah, we, the we need more explanations. We need more more reasons as to why. And once they found out that it was a child and it was a kid and they vetted it, then what was the point of uh, arresting article? Him? What was the point of arresting him, right? Because he got arrested? Yeah. Allegedly. Isn't that crazy? No, it's, it's, it's a crazy world we live in right now, man. Without a doubt. It's, it's, there, there has to be uh, a different approach uh, than yes or no. If it's a yes, because his name was this and that was it, that's all we needed. No, there has to be an approach where there's context taken in, there's investigation done. And once, hey, you know, this was an alert for this and this reason, we now understand what's going on. Right, move on. Right. All right, so uh, Grant says, I have an attorney that specializes in fighting medical bills 24-7 and is amazing at it. Her name is uh, Maria T. Santi. Huge props to her. Now, I, I, you know, that's great. But I don't I don't think that's needed. If we can eliminate this problem, then we won't need that. Yeah. But for right now, you're going to have to call that lawyer because <laughs> things are tough. <laughs> Thank you, Grant. Uh, um, Starbucks is closing 400 stores. That's that's a tragedy. Oh, my goodness. That's a tragedy. But I also understand the business aspect in it. Yeah, man. There's, there's a double there's a double take on that. We'll talk about that. Okay. <laughs> uh, Hard Rock Stadium, Miami. Uh, Hard Rock Stadium in Miami announces drive in theater. The Miami Dolphins. I thought you told me that's where I'm going to get my test. The, the Miami Dolphins are Hard Rock Stadium in Miami Gardens, Florida. will show two Super Bowls and classic movies as the new drive-in. Super cool. What do you think about that, man? It's these innovative. Drive-in, these drive-in things are getting real popular. 
But yeah. it's weird because there's 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 positive and negatives in it. It depends on what time you get there. If you get a good spot, you're good to go. But if you're in the back of the row, you know what it is to watch. It's like watching a concert, and you're like in the the, the nosebleeds. And people pay two three hundred dollars to be in nosebleeds, yeah. and because it, it's forty bucks. It, what to it's go to worth the for everybody is different, and I just think it's awesome. It's just something else that it's somebody different. can pick. I think it's nice. I think it's nice bringing back movie theaters, um, driving theaters. I've always wanted to do those things. You never you know? done one? I've done one. It's, but, it, but you know the thing is, is that. I think that there's a lot of nostalgic stuff that we should bring back. Like I, I, I wish that we had a lot more malt shake places. You know, you get like service. And all. <laughs> You're I, just I, an old man. I, you know, I'm old school, bro. I'm, I'm I want to hang out man. with the young kids. Forget you, bro. All right, fine. <laughs> I'll stick with my boom bap. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Let's get into that fun part. Whoop, whoop. All right, Sandy, you ready? Ladies and gentlemen, this is the segment where we kick things off and kind of uh, loosen up a little bit. We get to know what uh, what makes DJ LS turn in this segment of this or that. All right. This or that. That's the segment. That's what it's called. This or that. And ladies and gentlemen, this is what we want you guys to do. We want you guys to jump in the comments and tell us this or that. So I'm going to give you two um, su- uh, suggestions and you're going to pick one. You're going to tell me why you're going to go write it on there. Here we go. First one. Be a hero or be a villain. I'll, I'll always go for hero. Even though the hero sometimes can be the villain. Well, oh, come on, man. Are you going to give me this or that or are you going to turn it into all of this? There you go. Uh-huh. So you're going to be a hero? Yeah. Sandy, hero or villain? Uh, hero. Hero. All right. Damn it. Uh, I just want to pick villain just, just to go against yeah, you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I just it's, wanna... it's an itch. It's, it's like, a tingling sensation in the back of your neck that you want to have that V like, across your chest. Oh, that's so amazing. Vendetta. V for Vendetta. <laughs> oh man. All right, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with uh I'm gonna go with Hero. I have to. Oh uh, no. You see, now you're conforming. I have to, I have to because I wanna be a hero for my daughter. Dun, dun, dun. Oh. <laughs> All right, come on now. Uh, you are here to watch the movie. <laughs> I was here to Netflix and chill. Oh, boy. <laughs> you're going to have to put a leash on him, Sandy. I don't, I don't know how you're going to handle this. One million IG followers or one million dollars? One million dollars. Why? Because I can affect way more uh, my life and others' lives with one million dollars than I will with one million followers. Good choice. Even though... Right now, the reality is that if you have one million followers, you, you can, can probably get, get to a million dollars anyway. You could probably get more than a million, and you could probably do it vice versa too. So, because you can pay for followers. Dun, dun, Shout out dun. to all those uh, million followers with five likes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's see. Let's see what everybody else is saying. Anybody else, uh, guys? Catch up, man. Hero or villain? And then 1 million IG followers or $1 million. I am going with the $1 million. <laughs> Sandy. Definitely $1 million. Definitely $1 million. Yeah. I think everybody's going to go for $1 million. All right, here we go. Uh, be invisible or read minds. That's a tough one. Um, I don't know that I want to read people's minds because you will have to carry all that with you. So I'm going to be invisible. <laughs> I can help people. They won't know I help. I help them even better. I can assist others. I can help crime stop before so, it happens. So what you're saying is you'd rather be invisible. Yes. Why? 
I was telling you. Why do you want to be invisible? Because I can help you without having to get in your way. If I read minds, guess what? Now I got to f- read all the turmoil, all the crazy thoughts. I got to. Can what? you imagine, Sandy, reading this guy's mind? I don't, I don't, I don't Yo, need. You would unlock the mystery of all mysteries. No, we'd realize there is a mystery. No, you'd unlock the mystery of all mysteries. <laughs> what are women thinking? Like that is like a mystery of all mysteries. No, because it's, that takes it all out, man. Like I, if I knew what my wife was thinking, we've been together for over 10 years. It would not, I don't think we would have made it to 10 years <laughs> because the thoughts that she has those are private and i don't think i want to know all of them okay that's the reality of it and i don't think you would ever want to know any partners all their thoughts because we might be afraid of what we see in there (laughs) it's better to keep the mystery yeah but you have the power to see or not to see and what's that gonna do make you unhappy or to know if there's somebody invisible in the room Yo, you're starting to scare me, man. I think we got a serial killer sitting next to us, Sandy. Dun, dun, dun. And he's wearing a V, man. I think you're you're doing this to go get those one million followers right now. That's right. That's what it is. Sandy, what is it? What is it for you? Be invisible. Be invisible. Wow. I want to read minds. That's my thing. Oh, I'm, I'm carrying all that weight. Right? You don't want to. I'm that's, carrying it all. Some people's minds, that's I'm, heavy. I'm good with that, man. I'm good if they want to share, share it. And I'll take what you share. Can you imagine being I don't able to read, read the mind of some of the most famous people in the world or some of the most intelligent people in the and world? And you might be disappointed. And then what? And then, then I know that they're not the most intelligent people. And it might be the person sitting in the bench corner reading a and, book. And everybody will see you while I'm invisibly walking around. Helping others. Butt naked. You nasty. You're just nasty. He always goes that way. He You're always ends nasty. up turning into a, a sexual innuendo. No, and bro. now. You want to be invisible so you can just walk around <laughs> naked. You, don't lie. That's why you want to be invisible. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't want to be invisible. I want to read your mind. So I know that your nasty butt is walking around here naked. That's what Whoever <laughs> sprayed it, laid it, bro. Uh, no, you know and what? if you're saying it, it's because that's what you want, Papa. Yeah, yeah, whatever, bro. Shout out to Amari. Amari, what's up, buddy? Uh, here we go. All right. So let's see what uh what anybody else? nobody else is talking. Uh, Mario Arroyo, mira eso, chico. What's <laughs> up, DJ Legacy? That's right, DJ Legacy in the building. All right, here we go. Uh, ready, Sandy? All right, podcast or playlist? Pick wisely, my friend. Pick wisely. Um, I'm a I'm a podcast. Really? I, you know why? Because we listen to music all the time. And literally, when I leave a gig, I'd rather hear some talking than hear more music. I turn everything off. Yeah. I'd rather learn something from a podcast or a funny comedian or something that I can hear some stories because we hear music all the time. And it music to us is not the same, the same for an average consumer. 100%. Facts. Sandy. Oh, man. Yeah, good choice. Good choice. All right. Playlist or podcast, people? Playlist or podcast? He said, Dimelo. All right, here we go. Uh, the Rock or Kevin Hart? You know, there I'm going to go with Kevin Rock. Kevin Rock. 
I want. They're both awesome. They're both. I love both of them. Uh, Kevin Hart. It's not. It's not pick both. Uh, it's this or that. Didn't he say this podcast? There is no rules. You could do what you want. Yes. There's nobody telling yes, you. Yes, but so this is the I'm segment where there's rules. Ah, poop. <laughs> the Rock. I truly admire The Rock. I admire his work ethic. I respect everything he's done up to this point. Uh, maybe he's not perfect and has done yeah. things that maybe others don't agree with. Uh, I'm sure we all have. And yep. but up to now, The Rock has demonstrated to me a lot of the values that I want to make sure I inherit and exhibit myself. He's the people's champ. Yeah, he's the people's champ. There you go. Kevin Hart's just really funny. Are you a Kevin Harder? Uh, I love Kevin Hart, mind you. That's why I would take both of them, but since you made me pick. Um, I, I, I agree with you. It's really a tough choice, but I am I am a rock guy, too. I, I just uh, – I I know Kevin Hart's work ethic is ridiculous. It's crazy. Oh, for sure. Man. Have you like, watched his documentary? Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's crazy. I don't even know how he keeps up with everything. Uh, the rock, same thing. I, it's intense. But – it's something about when The Rock talks about political concepts or anything else. I love his um, his train of thought. And he's just a very open, really heartwarming guy. I think heart, we can heartwarm, relate heartwarming to him guy. In, because he expresses a lot of his emotion. Yeah. I, you know, and, and I think and that's honest. what makes us feel that, yo, that's me. You know, yeah. that's me. Not to say that he's Kevin real. Hart doesn't. Uh, Kevin Hart shares his emotion but through laughter through jokes right, through stuff right. and that's just a different uh, approach to it mm-hmm. i think uh the rock is just very very genuinely open and without remorse like okay if you don't like it cool you know turn me turn turn off the, the you know the station you know flip the page swipe left swipe right i don't care you know For what sure. i mean like and that's what i really like about him i think that's i think that's yeah what resonates with me with him as well um so Shout out to The Rock. We got a hashtag Rock him. Sure. And Kevin Hart, man. I, I love Kevin Hart. Don't oh. get me wrong. But <laughs> but if I had to choose, sorry, uh, Kevin, it's uh, another one of those incidents where The Rock is carrying you like a little baby. Oh, my God. Why? You didn't have to add that. You didn't have to add that. <laughs> well, now it's on public file. When you the, become famous. There goes our shot of, of, of it, having Kevin Hart on the yeah, show. <laughs> yeah. Way to mess that up, bro. Way to mess it up. Yeah, but we might up. get The Rock. <laughs> so I'm going to take this to the... <laughs> What, what'd I, you do? I don't know. You I took an apple bite? I don't know, man. Why'd you I do need... an apple bite? No, here. You, you didn't gotta hit the me. boom. Yes. Next one. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, fiction or documentaries? I'm documentaries all day. Bingo. Bing, 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 bing. All day. I all love day. my fiction stories. Don't get me wrong, but documentaries just hit, they resonate a little stronger because it's real. Yeah. And I love learning. So, yep. Documentaries. Same for you, Sandy? Yeah. Documentaries. Yeah. What are you guys at? All right, here we go. Um, guitar or piano? Uh, I would say piano. I've always wanted to learn to do the piano. I took a few oh, lessons. You want to be a pianist. And <laughs> yes, yes, I want you to wanna, be. You want to tickle the ivories? Oh, wow. This guy. What, bro? I'm talking about the piano. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to learn the piano all my life. And uh, I had never have had the dedication to sit. I did some lessons. Thank you to my wife who gave me that as a gift once one Christmas. And I learned some basics. But that's another beautiful art that you got to dedicate the time. There's no cheating that you have to put in the time to learn it. And hopefully one day I find that time and I am able to perform a song. Technically there is cheating. 
Well, nowadays, yeah, you can. You can. You know, you, you <laughs> but I don't want to learn that. I want to learn. I oh got, boy. You get the keyboard that lights up. So you just follow it. <laughs> yeah, the, but you can learn that way. I did. That's how I learned. No. Oh, you know how to play a whole song? Um, Not with my left hand, but my right hand, yeah. You're strong, man. It's my strong hand. <laughs> it's my strong hand. Well, good. I didn't know that about you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have you noticed the guitar? So I'm a guitar guy. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Um, Sandy, how long did it take for me to learn a guitar? Like a date. You're a liar. Like a date. But time out. Let's talk about learn. Does no. he know how to play a whole song? No. Oh, okay. No. No. You learned the fundamentals of it. Yeah, I'm still learning chords, though. But I, I started during COVID. Isn't that the one? I a little bit before COVID. Which instrument is it? I, I don't know if it's the piano that they say. If you learn this instrument, you can pretty much replicate that across the board. I don't know. Um, is, or is it Grant, the guitar? If Grant is still here, Grant, Grant can. I'm um, not sure. Is the guitar or the piano? I don't remember. Grant Grant plays the piano, so I don't know. Um, I think it might be the piano that if you learn the piano, you can pretty much translate that into other a instruments. A lot of other instruments. I think I the biggest wrong. thing is like um, being able to read it. Um, but... You know, the piano takes some stretching in your hands, but it's a different form of of uh, of playing. Like it's relaxed. Like your your wrist is relaxed, and your your fingers kind of feel the keys, and you you you, yeah. you find where everything's at. With the guitar, you have to stretch your fingers in certain manners and keep them off the other strings. But a good guitar can help you a lot. Um, oh, I, I love all instruments, really, and really I love seeing people who oh man, can I perform. love it. I, I, I hire I, bands all the time. I love I love live instruments more than I love um, DJs. It's Isn't a, that weird? It's a dip, no, it's a different experience. I think uh, you don't have to classify it as more than the other because they both, you know, have their their yeah, but, their, but their zest. They do um, but live and, music and, and I has enjoy, a but li- feeling. Yeah, live it has music a feeling that something. translates. It's weird. Live music is, is intense for me. Um, Fruity Loops, <laughs> Legacy, Fruity Loops. All right, here we go. Um, last one. Netflix or Hulu? Netflix. Even though we have been doing a lot more on Hulu, so but Netflix has been the majority of uh our our, our streaming, but we now are also doing uh Amazon Prime. Yeah, I'm on Prime. I'm a big Prime guy. I Prime and Netflix, that's why I, I don't have it. cable. All Shout I do out. is stream everything. Shout out to Gabriel Iglesias, the show. Yo, his show is ah, I love so it. I haven't watched it. Um, the it's new funny. season just came out. It's hilarious. That it's, he has Joe I, Coy on it. Yes. Uh, Joe Coy, one of my favorite comedians. Super awesome. Yeah, yeah. And he had a he had a stand up special that just dropped too. Joe Coy. Joe Coy. A recent recent yeah, one. Yeah, just just recently. Don't tell me that. Yeah, man. Oh, because I and saw it's, and it's him about. Um, I'm not gonna give you everything, but it's him like um, paying it forward, really. Like uh, him, you know, bringing out other artists from Filipino and um, you know he's got b boys on, on there and stuff and just other on, things. On what? Uh, it's on Netflix. Just type in Joe Coy. It'll come right up. I shall. There you go. Can't wait. And uh, same thing with uh, Gabriel. His, uh, his show. Um, yeah, I, I saw a, a commercial for it. Yeah, I saw a commercial for it. I saw season one and I just started binging it. Bah, 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 bah. And last night I watched maybe like five episodes. Yeah, you ain't doing nothing these days. Yeah, bro. <laughs> it's my chance to catch up. All right. Uh, what's the what's your biggest kitchen fail? All right. So it wasn't necessarily a kitchen fail. Um, but here it goes. It was for Valentine's Day. 
It was for my <laughs> wife, and uh, we lived trying in, to make that chocolate. <laughs> we 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 uh we had set. We lived next to my parents in an efficiency oui, oui, oui. attached to their house, <laughs> and we had no kitchen, so we had to go to my parents' side to get to the kitchen. So what I did is I put a nice little table. I put a red cloth on it. I set up a table setting and I put candles around the room. And then I put two candles on the center table, but it was the long ones. And um, yeah. And then I went and I was cooking. So I went to the kitchen and I'm cooking. And then when I run back in, or walk back into the room where I had left the candles, half the table's on fire. And you know, you know uh, you're supposed to light the. the I candles. literally almost burned down our my house and my parents' house. Um, and uh, that would have been our Valentine. Luckily, I saved it. We lost the tablecloth, the table, the plates that were there for ornaments, and we lost everything, the candles. Everything smelled like smoke for a little while. Oh yeah. So luckily, I didn't damage the house, but it could have been real, real bad. And my only other kitchen fail would be. I'm Colombian, so one of my favorite things to eat for breakfast, arepas. Okay. And my mom makes arepas, and I'll buy them if my mom hasn't made some. For I'll those buy that them. don't know what arepas are, why they're don't you explain w- them? griddle cakes. That's what they call them, All white right. griddle cakes. That's right. uh, the English description for them. And um, when you put them on the pan, there's been times that I leave them on there, and I get caught up, and they start to smoke, and you burn them to a crisp, and you can burn your kitchen down. So I've done that a few times, but that would be the closest thing to my biggest kitchen fail. Nice. I got one. Oh boy. Yeah, it's bad. What happened? All right, so I want to talk about it. Okay. This is no more therapy sessions for me, bro. <laughs> all right, no, all right, here we go. All right, so basically, I had my trailer, and I was like 16, 17, right around there. Came home from from school, and I decided I wanted to take the wood out of the trailer, but every time I would come home from school, I cook something. So I heated up a pot of, uh, of oil and I went oh. outside and I you know, started taking some, some stuff apart and I came back inside and I threw the, the chicken nuggets in because I, I used to buy those Tyson chicken nuggets. And I threw the chicken nuggets in and I was like, okay, and I checked it and I you know, had the heat at a medium temperature where I normally would like it. Went back outside and I started taking off some more wood and I was going to go back inside. But I got caught up on this one piece that was giving me a little bit of trouble and I smelled something. I was like, oh. <gasps> And I ran back inside and with the when nuggets I, in there. And when oh. I when I walked in and I opened the door, I already knew I was in big trouble because the amount of black smoke that came out oh. was really bad. Well, the fire reached the roof oh. and it was burning everything down. I literally went in, grabbed the pot and threw it where like I just threw it. On the floor. And I just threw it to the side. And then I, I was looking for the fire extinguisher because the fire extinguisher happened to be underneath the uh. oven. And and uh, and I had to move the fire so it wouldn't burn me because the, the oil was splashing down. And there was fire everywhere. And it was oh starting goodness. to get higher and higher. And I, just, and I knew that if I could avoid it burning the roof, I could save the house. Now, mind you, the dog's inside the house. So now I'm really thinking about everything going on. So I'm able to contain the fire and slow it down while I run and grab the phone 
and open the windows to try to get all the smoke out and everything's still crisping and burning and I'm, I'm afraid of reflash so I'm calling 911 I finally get 911 there and um, and I'm calling my dad and they, they get there before 911 does and my dad runs in to check really quickly but then the you know the fire rescue comes in I had gone in and out of the house like a few times and I was coughing up black stuff bro Oof. and so you know they were really concerned with you know my lungs and everything they wanted to give me oxygen and my dad's like next time let it burn um, but the good thing was we got a new kitchen and we got like a new fence and we got all kinds of new things because insurance claim. the insurance money fixed that. But I like, right. You know, it's crazy. I that had was, to like go through like a questionnaire with the insurance company. That's, um, better change all the clothes, everything walls, a, a bad moment that turned into an opportunity. Yeah. That turned into some, a blessing. So. Yeah. I mean, it really did change the house a lot. Um, we did get a nice kitchen afterwards, but, uh, but man, that, that's one that you my weren't family allowed to will, cook for a while. My family will never let down. Like, I'm actually a really good cook, man. But like anytime. Wow. Did you hear that? Good thing we have backup batteries in here, huh? So <laughs> um, anytime that we, uh, you know, we, we're cooking and they're like, oh, Eddie's cooking. Oh, it's like I always have to hear it. You know, oh, like, not you're even, if, really you, even if you get like a little smell, you know, like like something burns on like the stove or something and you get that smell. It's like, what are you burning? What are you burning? So whenever you walk into the kitchen, this is what we're going to hear. <laughs> More like this. More. More like this. Is it going to do anything? Oh, there it is. <laughs> Crash and burn, baby. That's, that's, Crash and burn. That's more what it's like when I when I walk into the kitchen. All right. Um, have you ever se uh, sent an awkward text to the wrong person? Oh, oh man. Uh, yes. Not the wrong person. Yeah. I well, it was to my now wife at that moment. It's it's uh, all right. Long story short, I was getting ready to give my where's the violin? Where's the violin? Girlfriend at that point, uh, who had we had just kind of broken up. And kind uh, of, did you no, break we, up or did you not break up? We we had broken up, and uh, Maury said that was a lie. I was uh, an <laughs> idiot, and um, when I realized it, I was like, I gotta win my girl back. And what I went to do was go get her promise ring, but her best friend is my cousin, and I needed what? my cousin's. Uh, this was four years into us having been together. This is so interesting. And, uh, was she at the wedding? My cousin? Yes. Yeah, yeah, of course. Which one was she? Oh man. Get out of here. You're not going to remember. <laughs> um, so she. I'm like a fish. She was uh, <laughs> helping me pick because she knew what my, you know, what my girl would have wanted. So I went to the mall and I, and that night I was going to meet up with my girlfriend at that point. Uh, we had broken up, but this was my comeback. I'm coming to fix and I'm going to get my girl back. And lo and behold, when I went to the store to look at the rings, I went and text my cousin a picture of the ring or i thought i'd text my cousin i sent it to my Your girl now wife my now wife but at that point uh she wasn't supposed to see that i was about to do this and uh that was the worst mistaken text i've ever sent because it was supposed to be a surprise but in the end it actually ended up being a blessing because she saw that i was about to do that and she was like slow down we're broken up. We're going to talk about things and, and, and um, you know, we're going to take it slow and we'll approach it in a very different way. And that was the beginning to. So I'm confused, though. You were dating another girl before your wife? Is that what No, no, is? no. We were or... together for four years. I break up. I tell her I want to be single. And um, and then you realized 
that you sent the text to your broken up girlfriend. Correct. Who were we going to meet but up who to Who were you going to really give the ring to? Her. So we break up. Okay. And then I'm like, you know, we spent some time apart. But and you were going like, to send it to your cousin. Can you listen? You were going to send the <laughs> ring to your cousin. And what I was doing is I was, I'm going to go win my girl back. I broke up with her. So now if, it, if we want to, if I want to continue Get this relationship. Get the story right. She might be listening. She, no, she is. She probably is. And she knows it. And I tell it to others too. So I'm going to win her back. So okay. my. Baby, come back. Yeah, here. I got a ring. I'm ready to dedicate myself to you. And this is what I want. And this is, I'm okay. making a promise. I can't get you an engagement ring, but here's a promise ring. Okay. And how I was, I was, I'm suck at jewelry. I suck at buying clothes. I suck at buying anything fashionable. So I needed some helping guidance. My cousin, her best friend, I was going to text her the picture of the ring before I bought it. Okay. So I went to the store. Boom, boom. What do you think about this ring? And I text the picture, not to my cousin. I but. text it to my girl, even though we're broken up right now. Did she ever get the ring, though? Eventually? You did the wedding, buddy. <laughs> I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the promise ring. Of course. No, she didn't get a promise ring because she got the real thing. She was shocked that that was where I was going with it. And we were just in a different place and we needed to talk. But my solution, the way I thought I was going to fix it all was... I'll get a promise ring and, and show her. And that's how I'm going to prove it. Cause I remember that being part of the wedding. Like there was a talk about, you know, we had a rough time and blah, blah, yeah. blah. And like, that was a big story about it. And then like, I think one of your family members even brought that, that whole story up, but I had no idea what the backstory okay. was. And I, I just got it. So yeah, that it was, was over bad text, bad text. Wow. I, which was the cousin? Luz Mila. Okay. Lulu is her name. She didn't walk though. No, we didn't have, uh, only our direct family, my brother right. and his wife, my sister. I remember the list from the... Yeah. Okay. All right. So, go. yeah. That was There's it. There's the story. <laughs> All right. You trying to send a promise ring to your cousin, bro? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to speed this up. My <laughs> stomach's starting to rumble, oh, boy. All right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna wrap this thing up because we're at the 30-minute mark anyways. We're, we're, we're a little bit past the 30-minute mark. All right. Um, You want to pick one? Pick one. Pick one. Uh, if... Pick one. If you could make a rule for a day and everyone had to follow it, what would that rule be? That rule would be to respect every single human being you come in contact with. Oh my goodness. What happens if you don't follow the rule? No, that's too many questions, bro. I'd have to build the plan. <laughs> There's going to be a contingencies. There's going to be some rules to the rule. Nah, man. It, 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 in the end, all that's all. I think we all want respect from each other. Right. Okay. In the end, that's all. Yeah. And and if we could all find a way to do that, I think we'd all be able to live in a more synchronous uh, way. We'd all be able to understand and, and just respect each other. And that would uh, clear a lot of. Uh, I'm never playing words with friends with him. <laughs> <laughs> that would clear a lot of ignorances up and allow others to be without ever having to worry about what others 
think, feel, or how they see it. So, yeah. The Life and the Mind of DJ LS. Woo! We're going to write that book, bro. Yeah. Right now, I'm building more stories. I need more experience before I ever start to try and help others. So that's what this is all about, right? And and same thing is with business. The more you learn, and sometimes we think we know it all, but we don't. And that's when you learn that, that there's so much more to learn. So always keep an open mind. Always want to learn, and um, don't don't see the world with judging eyes. That would be my rule. There you go. My rule would be. You must have an open mind for the day. But there's a little subtext to uh, Eddie's rule. You must have an open mind for the day and to what I say. No. (laughs) No, you have to have an open mind. That way you can experience what it's like to um, know that you know nothing. Correct. Open mind. Correct, man. That would be my rule. Sandy, what would yours be? Your rule, uh, the, the, what, would, uh, the, uh, what would be your rule? <laughs> if you could make one rule for a day, what rule would that be? The, the, what? So, world, pe- what are you, what are you going for a beauty pageant over there? <laughs> <laughs> She's a good soul. She's always been a good soul, and you can tell, and that's why she resonates. She said, good vibes. "World peace." Yes. She's going. That's for the rule. Everybody, be peaceful. Okay. All right. Fine. Uh-huh. There I'll you give go. it to you. Look at her. Look at that smirk, bro. Yeah, get it, Sandy. <laughs> world peace. We're going to make this happen, girl. I have the rule. Respect your rules. World peace. We're actually going to. Well, I don't know if Eddie's going to fit in that world. He's got a big old V on his chest. He's yeah, but I for... can read your mind, bro. <laughs> but I can read your mind. So, All right, yeah, last one, man. I got to hit Dime you with this one. Could you go a whole week without your cell phone, TV, or internet? Give me my wife and I'm fine. Dope. Yo, he's going to Netflix and chill tonight. That's my best friend. I don't need anything else. Let me you know? tell you about my best friend. We spent hours and hours. We've been together for 10 years, and, and we still meet each other. And I, if I'm not working, I wish to seek the time look, with her. Look, she got sparkles in her eyes. She's like, there's hope for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's not an easy road. It's not an easy road well, to get to a point with someone like that. But I am Miss blessed. Congeniality over here. And then this one over here trying to, you know. I'm blessed. The Dalai Lama. My goodness. Careful. Your wife might call me up and make me sit you down for some sessions, Papa. No. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Somebody help this man, man. My goodness. Yeah. Yo, your wife is just, she's over there going, <laughs> I hit the jackpot. I hit the jackpot. I hit the jackpot. Get yourself a Colombian. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Bobby. <laughs> Yeah. It must be the arepas. It is. I'm, I'm eating <laughs> ropa vieja in the morning. <laughs> oh, Ladies man. and gentlemen, that's past the mic podcast. I want to give a big a round of applause for my man, DJ LS. Bro, I really appreciate you coming in, man, and having fun with us. I hope you had fun. Did you have fun, man? It's been an awesome time, man. We could look. Look how much time spent. I do got to go soon, but. You got to eat the food been, before you it's leave. It's been. Oh, well, that's going to happen. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> No, I, I commend you, Eddie, and uh, I, I think this is an important point of inflection that anyone who, you know, tuned in or even sees a little bit of this or you hear this last part of the message is that, you know, you took COVID and the um, isolation and all that and you turned it into an opportunity. And that is something that a lot of us can learn from 
and hopefully this can progress and continue to grow and open more opportunities and you've helped people and you've done it with a good heart because you do have a good heart and um i commend you and i thank you for including me in any way and for being a part of this and for making me feel a part of the sound level family which is Always. an honor and uh honestly i admire you i respect you and um i wish you nothing but a lot of success with this and if you ever want to have me back on and uh, you know I oh, love, you know that's happening. you know i like to talk so <laughs> you know that's happening um it's it, and I, this time I, we'll have the food i just beforehand. need you to move closer to me please <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen past the mic <laughs> is in the heart of kendall don't hate on the heart of i kendall. live all the way by sawgrass mills mall so so it, maybe you should move closer to me no i'm sorry yeah, uh the further south you get the closer you get to cuba it, <laughs> birds yeah road is right there <laughs> wait, wait birds live no you see i was wrong yeah birds, birds go to migrate south. south yeah so no go live in the <laughs> north north of the wall north of the wall north of the wall no man that was a bad thing they took down the wall North of the wall. <laughs> I am Jon Snow. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> listen, listen. My great south. It's, it's good for you. It's good for your health. I did. And I'm going back home. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but you listen, used to live further, right? Now you're getting a little bit closer. No, no, no. I lived in Weren't Miramar. I lived in Miramar and uh, Sawgrass Mills Malt, which is Sunrise, is 15 minutes uh, north of But didn't you Miramar. go to Pines? No, no, Miramar. It was Which is right next to Pines. Okay. So, yeah. But, yeah, thank you, man. Thank you for having me no, on here. You. Hey, I want to get some followers, too, man. There you go. Add um, me at a, at DJLS Sandy. Live. L-I-V-E. And, uh, yeah, I want to be famous like all of you. So Like all of you. Listen to him. You know? I want to see all You're your fees and learn. And I want to be like Eddie one day. Wow, bro. It didn't even work. You saw that? You tried to hit it and it didn't work. This is a setup. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> all right. Tell them one more time. Tell them where they can find you. At DJ LS Larry Sam live. L-I-V-E. Um, and that's just on Instagram? On Instagram, on Twitter, uh, pretty much all my platforms. If you want, you can go to my website, which is the same. DJ LS live. And, uh, and my company, which is uh, a partner of yours. We pretty much work hand in hand, which is RMP DJ Live, L I V E, which stands for Rock My Party DJ. There you go, Rock My Party, man. <laughs> He's always rocking my party. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know, now you know. And of course, please make sure you add my friend DJ LS to all of your platforms because the man is just a phenomenal person to be around. He uh, knows a lot about a lot of different things, and he's uh, always an open book. And he, as you can tell, if you haven't listened to the podcast, he's just a warm-hearted guy and just amazing to be around. So make sure you log in, tune in, and check out all the amazing things that he has going on because uh, you never know. You might be at a, at a Heat game or Marlins game or somewhere out in some concert, and you're going to say, hey, I got to know a little piece of that guy. Yeah, always, always uh, hit me up and follow me. If you ever want to go to the Cleveland there, pass by, you know, I'll get you a drink, man. I'll First round. Don't don't ask for more than that. But yeah, yeah, but open. in order to get the free drink, you got to be like, hey, PTMP live free yeah. drink. Yes, sir. Get it, baby. Make that sure you good. tune in. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Pass the Mic Podcast. Thank you so much. Big shout out to Sandy. She did an awesome job back there. So shout out to you, our director. And until the next one, we'll see you later. It's Pass the Mic. Woohoo! 
listening on. From Miami to the world, it's past the mic podcast. With special guests each and every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And now your host for past the mic, Eddie, Eddie, Eddie G. G. 